to Off Kilter No Filter. I am your host, Byron Alexander, with my lovely co-host, Miss Tammy Chase. Hello. And <laughs> we hope you guys have had or are still having a really great summer because this is still summer. Yep, it is. <laughs> so we are back again, Off Kilter No Filter, and this is our season opener for season two yes we are on our second yes. season wow mm-hmm. i know it's exciting <laughs> right oh my gosh um and so we have a few updates which we are actually uh adding to uh our podcast in a new section called after words in this particular section yes. where we add um some things that we didn't quite touch on in previous episodes or previous topics mm-hmm. uh kind of put in some either new stories or updates on old stories just to give you kind of a a, a better picture and since the conversation is ongoing uh, we will continue it in the afterwards as well. So we encourage you to, again, write us, and we'll give you all the information at the end of yeah. the episode, as we always do. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> we have a new section called Afterwards. So I will open that to Miss Tammy, because she has some afterwords that she would like to share about travel. Yes, that was our, our season finale uh, for season one was about travel and we got to hear about your experiences going to and from Atlanta uh, as well as you know other things that we've talked about and we've we've saved the the cars for those of you that were around and, and you know listened to it uh, back uh, the beginning of July when we uploaded um, the last the finale about travel I did leave automobiles off of that because today's topic of course is road trips so um, you know the planes trains and automobiles thing I did not for we did not forget it's just for today but uh, so yeah we talked about your travel you know last last month and um, I'm gonna tell you about Liam's experience because his experience was just about a week after yours uh, he flew to Michigan to visit his biological father. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the flight plan was to fly him from DFW to Chicago O'Hare and then from Chicago O'Hare to Bishop Airport mm-hmm. in Flint. Okay. And the reason why, um, usually I fly him to Detroit. I used to fly him to Detroit. Uh, and then his dad would drive from Grand Blake, Michigan, which is just right outside of Flint. And he would drive all the way to Detroit, but that can sometimes be a two-hour, one-way drive, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, you know what? Liam's old enough now. Um, he's he's actually listed as kind of an adult. Uh, I didn't have to pay for the unaccompanied minor fee anymore. So they, they I could buy the ticket online for him, and he could fly. Um, this is on American, by the way, because Southwest... From about age 13, 12 or 13 up, they're considered just a youth traveler. And I didn't have to pay extra. But for American Airlines, because Southwest doesn't go to Bishop. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish it did. It used um, to. Trash. It used to. I know, right? And I, that pissed me off so yeah. much. But anyway, so um, I was going to fly him. You know, now that he's more of a grown-up, you know, I can fly him into Bishop. And Bishop Airport's only about 15 minutes away from where his dad lives. So, you know, more more time at his dad's house instead of, you know, sitting around in a car or whatever. But anyway, so last Saturday, for those of you who might be in Chicago or were trying to fly to and or from Chicago, uh, that was a shitty ass day because they had 
like 50 storms just hanging over Lake Michigan. <laughs> and so Liam's flight was 11.25 a.m. last Saturday. Last Saturday, listen to me. The Saturday he flew out. <laughs> and uh, and he, he they boarded the plane, right? He boarded the plane about 10.45, 10.50. So then I, of course, got the updates. And he's updating me, and they're updating me. He sat, they, they've taxied out. And then I'm getting these updates that say Chicago O'Hare is asking all flights incoming to wait till noon, then wait till 1, then wait till 2. This kid was on that airplane from 10.45 in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon. Ooh. And this is central time. Then they finally left. <laughs> then he was on the airplane another two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So really he was on that airplane, the same airplane, from 10.45 in the morning till 5.30 at night. Yeah. Because Chicago is in the same time zone as Texas. It's in central time zone. Mm -hmm. So the bad part was the connecting flight. Well, the connecting flight from O'Hare to Bishop, right? They did postpone it. They postponed it. They postponed it. But they didn't postpone it another 15 minutes. Uh -huh. So he and about seven or eight people get off the one plane when they finally get to Chicago. Uh -huh. And they run to the next gate, which he can see. He calls me to tell me, right? I can see it. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then they tell him, oh, I'm sorry. We already closed the doors. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. I don't blame them for the, the, the weather. Okay? Cool, right? You're trying to be safe. I get that. Fine. But motherfucker couldn't hold that plane 15 more minutes. Mm -hmm. Are you shitting me? Because they knew that plane was coming in late. Yep. That's the part that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So he's here he is. Luckily, he doesn't check any baggage. You know, he's got just two carry-ons. Clothes and one bag electronics in his backpack. Right? So he's kind of all good, but he calls me and he's like, okay, they're trying to find me a flight, but they're booked because of, you know, late and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. He's mom. I, I haven't peed since nine 30 this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, holy hell. And by this time it's six o'clock PM. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And I'm like, oh, you poor baby. I said, look, they're not going to get you anything right now. Go ahead and go to the bathroom. Uh, and then come back. And once you get settled, once they find you something then get he hadn't eaten either since nine o'clock that morning mm -hmm. so he goes to the bathroom he comes back he's like okay first of all we talk about okay could he get one to lansing his dad would go get him in lansing it's only an hour away from grand blank that's cool you know he'd go get him even if we could get him to detroit that would be fine too right i'm like anywhere really in michigan is fucking drivable yeah, right. <laughs> you know it's not like you're going from dallas all the way down to south padre that's a nine hour drive we're not doing that one <laughs> but anything two hours or under, you know, I'm, and I'm talking to his dad on the phone too. You know, we're <laughs> negotiating all this. Finally, he's on standby for a flight that's supposed to come in at 8.15 p.m. All right, cool. Go get yourself something to eat. You know, find a charging station. You know, just take a deep breath and relax because this kid hasn't done that, right? right. <laughs> Since he got on the, the plane the first time. <laughs> so 8.15 rolls around and that flight coming from Flint to Chicago is now delayed. <laughs> so it doesn't come in until 9 p.m., okay? Talking to his dad again. We're, we're all three talking. So I'm like, all right. He's like, okay. So they just disembarked the previous passengers. They're going to start loading now. And I was like, okay, I'm crossing my fingers. You text or call me and tell me what happens, right? Go ahead and get off the phone. Get your ticket ready. All that stuff just in case because he's third on the list for standby, okay? And I'm like, all right, crossing my fingers, 
10 minutes later, he texts me, I'm on the plane. Oh my God. I was, he had been traveling for 12 hours already. I was so happy. I almost, I, I cried a little bit. Yeah. Because here's the thing. He's also only 16 years old. And yeah, okay, in the past, yeah, 16-year-olds went to war and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's still different. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's also, still my 16-year-old. He's 16 in, in, in a, um, yes, in, he's still in the yeah. United States, but he's still in like surroundings that he's not familiar with. And I don't Right, but don't luckily his, he's smart. Well, right, and, and I don't know his business, <laughs> and I want to put it all out there. Um, like, I don't know if he has you know a credit card or things like that where he if he had right. to he could like get a hotel room but he, even then at he 16 he can't actually, right because he's yeah, 16 I looked right. that up <laughs> and I would not actually I was not able to get him one either because you need an 18 or plus at check-in mm-hmm so even if I got one hit for him over the phone he would not be able to check in by himself mm-hmm so and it's like okay so when I was talking to him before that plane came in uh you know from Bishop um and I'm like, okay, dude, you might end up spending the night in the airport. He goes, yeah, that's what I figured. Uh-huh. So, like, this whole time, I'm the one who's a nervous fucking wreck. Liam's just like, yeah, it sucks, but, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd be, like, I'd be fucking off the chain because I, am unfortunately, am a privileged, impatient person. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas my son, being young, for him it's just like, yeah, it's inconvenient, and yeah, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. It's just one day out of my life, and yeah. I'm like, oh. But he's recognizing his privilege to like hang, hang out in a in an airport, right? Like, because it's right. well, like you know, I get that, I get it. I've well, had that same fear thing. where I'm like, sure. I'd, well, here's the thing too, though, is you know, at an airport, you are in one of the most secure places. On, you know, in the United States besides Fort Knox mm-hmm. because he's behind security and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's, you don't, you don't hear about, you know, Oh, some, some guy got, you know, mugged in the airport, <laughs> right? sitting in his gate. <laughs> you know, you just don't hear about that. And he knows to take his stuff with him to go to the restroom and keep an eye on his stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I told him, if you have to sleep in the airport, use your, use your clothing bag as your pillow and stuff. And then just, you know, keep your backpack around front, you know, so you're mm-hmm. hugging it. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's, I probably wouldn't sleep, but I'm, I'm fine. He's, I said, how many other people are in the gate? He goes, seven, the seven of us that want on this next flight because, you know, we're on standby. And then there's like, uh, I think he said 20 other people that are on that flight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, I, yeah, if I have to stay here, I have to stay here. It's not that big of a deal. Again, it's just one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, He's just so zen. Yeah. Compared to me, I would have been like, oh, at least I'm not, at least I'm not, I would rather be in the airport than sitting on the plane for as long as he was. This is true. Having done that, yeah, this is true. Yeah, that, that, that part would drive me crazy because it's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. like being held hostage on this silver tube. All right. Well, as we said in the travel video or video, haha, in the travel episode, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, being. On a plane with tiny ass bathrooms, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the United mm-hmm. States, is our body shape is not made for these small ass planes now, um, you know, and that's as a result, of course, of nine eleven and such. But you mm-hmm. know, it, it's a combination. Well, like, and greed because they try to put yes. people on there. Yes, so it's a combination mm-hmm. of these. It's not just nine eleven, but you know, right? Um, 
And then no matter how old you are, it's like trying to hold it and do it for excessive hours, which is possible, but definitely not comfortable. Um, It it is, it definitely adds to the experience of just like, I just want to go home or I just want to get to my destination, wherever it is, I just want to be there. And if I can't get that, if I can't get to the destination or whatever, I'll settle mm-hmm. for spending as much time in the airport as I have to. Because at least, yeah, I don't have to go through security at this point. Um, right. The and chairs, there's food stuff. Right. There's food. All the foods behind security and bathrooms. Yes. Accessible, big bathrooms. Yes. <laughs> that are mostly clean. Hmm. Yeah. And, and well, places to stretch out if you have to, especially the later in the night it gets, mm-hmm. you know, the fewer people there are. So you can find some seats to stretch out on or at least on, you know, a spot on the floor that you might be willing to, you know, stretch out on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and, and the the weather was bad, but you're still safer in the airport. You know, right. it's still a, a somewhat safe place. And so, you know, I kept trying to tell myself that. And Liam's like, Mom, it's fine. It's it's again, it's just a short time. It's not. I'm not here for weeks on end. There's not a snowstorm outside. It's just a thunder couple. There was like a series of thunderstorms. And then I talked to his dad and his dad was like, yeah, I think a tornado blew over or something, you know, just enough to where it kept the flights at Bishop from flying out. Mm -hmm. So that's why that, that last flight Liam was on was delayed. Uh, was because of that, but he finally got there. His, his luckily it was Bishop, so he didn't have to drive another two hours. You know, he was right there. His dad took him to get some food real quick, and then he he then they were, you know, so back to his dad's house. What time did he get? So it was nine o'clock in Chicago. It was ten o'clock in Flint. So he didn't get yeah, he didn't get um, home until like what almost midnight. Yeah, exactly. Well, they landed I think at eleven thirty Michigan time. Yep. Um, cause it takes about an hour, hour and a half from Chicago to Bishop. And then his dad, you know, grabbed some, ta- they grabbed some Taco Bell real quick and then, uh, and then went home. So yeah, they were, they were back by like 11, you know, oh, almost midnight. Yeah. yeah. Almost midnight. But that's good too. Again, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, he, he, you know, had he been going to Detroit, it would have been the same thing only worse because, so I'm glad he, Liam put this uh, to me. He's like, if you would have flown me to Detroit, first of all, there still would have been the delays. They weren't letting anybody leave Chicago. Mm-hmm. So because of the storms, right? So uh, it wasn't the destination. It was where they were leaving from in Chicago. So they still would have been delayed. And by the time he got to Detroit, his dad would have driven two and a half hours in other storms because it was storming in Michigan also. And then they would have had to drive back in the storms. Right. And he's like, so I still probably would have ended up the same time. Only much more, uh, it would have been much more nerve wracking than just sitting in the airport for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's a good point. Right. So it's probably better the way we did it anyway. And now he's coming back and we probably won't have any storms. And I'm crossing my fingers about Chicago because he comes back Tuesday. So he's only gone for uh, 10 days this time. Came back. Yeah, he came back Tuesday. (laughs) 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 Yes, we are recording this pre, but, you know, that's all right. It happens the way it happens. So we'll see. (laughs) I'll give you an update uh, then, later. I'll give you you an update later. (laughs) An update to the update. (laughs) It'll be an afterword later to the afterword, yes. yes. The after afterword. So... Yes, the after afterwards. So uh, that's my quick afterwards story because, you know, we had talked about travel and it's in particular with airplanes. So let's move on now. I do I do want you to be the one to start for the road trips. 
I will, but quick question. Mm-hmm. With sure. Liam being in the airport mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. past 9 o'clock, you know, it just got me thinking. Airports, I mean, they're technically open 24 hours, but mm-hmm. they don't have flights coming in at all hours um, anymore. Because I, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that when I flew back from uh, New York, and I, well, I flew mm-hmm. out of New Jersey, um, there weren't any flights until uh, 6 a.m., like mm-hmm. and and the um, like the check in and everything like that, people didn't sh- did not start showing up until you know five thirty six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I spent the night in the airport because I got there at yeah. midnight, and for mm-hmm. six hours. And, it, and this is in the middle of summer, so they had the air blasting, and cold air makes me drowsy. Um, mm, me too. And, you know, right? And then especially again, um, midnight. So I I ended up sleeping in the airport, but I I noticed mm-hmm. I'm like. They don't have flights like they used Mm-mm. to, like red eye flights. But they're not going to kick you out. Yeah. Right. Well, some do. Uh, Liam had a flight uh, a while back that was at five thirty in the morning, and I, I know that, that Southwest does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Southwest. But that's about the earliest. That's the earliest yeah, it's about yeah. five five thirty. Because you mm-hmm. don't get like one yeah. a.m. flights anymore. Mm-mm. You get no, them if you're going overseas, but that's only because the time change is different. Right. 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 Or like like if you're plane is late mm-hmm. like like this one it was late coming back from bishop but they had to get those people in bishop back to chicago so it was late coming back so it was late pulling out mm-hmm. you know at nine whatever but yeah usually they stop around like 10 mm-hmm. or 11 o'clock p.m uh, yeah yeah and they they're not going to push you out because you're you know you your flights yeah and yeah you paid for it by you know acts of god or whatever right. you want to say but right. i just i find that exactly. so weird like nobody or not no because they're what six airlines now it's major ones anyway something like that yeah um, yeah if and that. none of them well if you include the international ones yeah well true but yeah if it's not an international flight um and again that's only because the time zones are different mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. do because i i remember when i was little mm-hmm. you know red eyes were a thing right and you could fly from yeah. new york to la just for example at 1 a.m well they had the supersonics the supersonics were the ones that uh, that did the red eyes, okay. and they did them, and they did and very they did a really because sh- they it didn't take them very long, you know because they were supersonic they went faster, mm-hmm. so those were usually the red eyes. Okay, were the yeah the supersonic ones, um, but they stopped doing those. Hmm. Interesting. Supersonic flights. Um. They yeah they used to they used to do that, uh, but they. They stopped them, I think, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're going to get, they're going to bring them back. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, they would fly, they would fly higher, uh, like 60,000 feet instead of, you know, anywhere between 30, 25 and 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go like, like 800 miles an hour. Interesting. But they take a lot of fuel, and I think in the... And you know, with I, I want to say they stopped before the two before two thousand. Oh, but enough people weren't taking them. I think it it, it was no, it was the two thousands, and it was after September eleventh. I think. Okay, I they stopped it, doing those. It kind of makes sense with with nine eleven being the the impetus, part mm-hmm. of the impetus, but then also, you know, most most people aside from maybe business travel don't really take flights at 1 a.m. in the morning or, or between, you know, the wee hours, right? The red eye, right? So right. that's what I thought about. It was like, was it cost-effective, 
you know, to have red eye flights. Yes, it's convenient. Well, I guess for somebody, and it is definitely cheap, which is, I guess is why it became a thing for like your quote unquote average American. Um, I ain't even American, like your average traveler. But um, maybe it just it wasn't enough. There wasn't enough demand for it, right? Or or yeah, enough demand where. People typically don't fly, especially if it's a family trip. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. leave the house at 10 o'clock, go through security to make a 1 a.m. flight and then get to your destination at three or four in the morning when everything's closed. Or if you're checking into a hotel, um, the person may or may not be there. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, well, most of them were for uh, they were for overseas. Um, or from like LA to New York kind of flights. Mm-hmm. And most of them also were like for business. It mm-hmm. was rare that you had a family take that because um, right. one, they were more expensive. Right. Um, and they stopped, I looked it up, they stopped in 2003. Okay. So, yeah. And part of it was because people were stopping, uh, not doing those um, because of September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they could fly from New York to London and 3.5 hours instead of seven hours. Mm. That's how fast they would go. Interesting. That's okay. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in, and also, you know, there's high profile crashes that happen because of it, you know, because they're, mm. you know, they're, they're going fast to be able to do that in 3.5 hours. True. And okay. also they were, you know, uh, the fuel was expensive for them, so they just they stopped doing those. So if it stops in 2003, but you said they may be bringing them back, so... But not for another... T- well, not for a long time. Like for two like three another years? Eight years. Oh, eight years, okay. Eight years. Okay. Yeah, 2029 is when they're thinking about they can do it more efficiently and fuel efficiently. Because uh, I was going to say, if they do it in 2023, it's like really the symbolism of just 20 years? But, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so 26, yeah. you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, sure. But yeah. Well, whatever. So, that's okay. That. Well, okay. So now you you go ahead and start with the road trips. All I'm right. I'm curious. Road trips. Let's see. Uh, when I was younger, we would always mm-hmm. do, well, we, I, like I drove, but in my parents, <laughs> um, we would drive. But you were from, there. I was there. So, yes, we mm-hmm. would um, go from Michigan to uh, Georgia, usually. Usually around, especially when I got into school, it would be around um, mm-hmm. breaks in school. Um, yeah. Definitely the summer. Um, and mm, every other Christmas, maybe, is how it worked out. Maybe mm-hmm. like every two or three years, we'd go down for the um, you know Christmas holiday. Because, um, of course, traveling. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we'd mm-hmm. stay at my grandmother's um, house. Um and that, that was like every, I remember that, that was every two or three years. Because it wasn't, in in the realm of school, it wasn't that often, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I remember at least two and three, yeah, three instances. Um, we also uh, would go to New York when I was younger, because that's where my mom's from. And mm. um, my great, we would spend, I remember spending Christmas at my great-grandmother's house once. And Easter, or maybe around Easter, I might be getting my dates confused. Um, I know a couple of summers we went up there, and then um, there was a, ooh, let's see, there was a gap 
there was a it was a six year gap because I remember the last time I went to New York was in '95 because I was in second grade, um, and then I didn't return to New York until 2002, um, so seven years gap actually, because um, I we didn't go to New York until the year after September 11th, and of course it, everything's a lot different, um, and mm-hmm. that was a 12 hour drive, yeah. Yeah, that's 12 hours from my house in Flint to my grandmother's house in Georgia. Well, both my both my grandmothers lived in Georgia. Um, so my one grandmother, she lived outside of Atlanta. That was 12 hours. My other grandmother lives mm-hmm. um, outside of Savannah. So that's 15 hours from Flint. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that, uh, as a kid, I didn't... I slept for most of it, so I didn't. I didn't yeah. mind. Sure. Uh, but you know, you get older, you get bigger, you get taller, and thing and things start mm-hmm. to get smaller. Um, so, a lot of the times we would travel in. Um, it wasn't an Astro van, but it was like an Astro van type of mm-hmm. van. Um, like a Dodge I, Caravan kind. Yeah. Well, we ended up getting a Dodge Caravan later. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember a big blue van. I have to ask my parents what that van was. But anyway, um, so I remember a couple times we went to uh, Florida in it. Um, we went to Disney mm-hmm. World for the first time. Um, and so we did the Disney and uh, Universal um, oh, cool. yeah. experience. That was that was yeah. fun. Um, Got to do the American family vacation. Yeah, yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and we went... Because we went, those are the long trips. Um, we went to Michigan Adventures. We went to Six Flags. Mm-hmm. We went to. Um, Where's Six Flags near Michigan? Um, outside of Chicago in. Uh, All right. Okay. Journey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Journey. Okay. Um, so that was like five and a half hours. Um, where else did we go? And then. I think that was, that was the most that we did. Um and then they got an RV in 2000, oh, nice. 99, cool. 2000, mm-hmm. cool. 2001, somewhere in there. Um, so then, you know, I'm like, ooh, we're on a, it's to, for me, you know, wanting to always be an entertainer. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm on a tour bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now um, we're taking these 12 hour trips to, um, to see family and everything in, mm-hmm. in an RV. Um, and that yeah, was, that was a little bit better. Yeah, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, what kind? Of, I mean, was it like a trailer or was it a um, no? It was an a, actual motorhome. It was an actual motorhome. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yes. Yeah. My uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, my my parents, uh, they 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 did Way what cool. they needed to do to get it. So hey, awesome. Um, you know, for me again, I was just I'm on a tour bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way cool. Yeah, uh, I'm on a tour bus. So my mm-hmm. my sister came along in in 2000 and, or 2000. Good grief, she came along in 1995. I was gonna say no, no, no. She's like a year younger than my Lizzie. So I know, right, yeah, 1995. Um, but it yeah. was it was 2000 when when um we went to Disney World for the second time. I went when I was six, the first mm-hmm. time. The second time um, was when she was five, or she was turning. Yeah, she had turned five by the time we went, because that was the summer. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, 
and it the trip itself it depended it depended on where when we were going because if we were going like during christmas um or around that time it was it seemed to be smoother um it was in this yeah like i I don't know maybe it's because it's the weather or just the the tis the season type of feelings i suppose um i mean we weren't like singing uh, songs or anything like that, but yeah, the mood seemed to be a little bit different in the summer. Okay, it seemed mm-hmm. a little more tense just because I think it was the heat. We had air conditioning, but you know, when you're on the road for multiple hours, um, dealing mm-hmm. with traffic and the heat, and um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the occasional are we there yet because we just want to get out of the car, <laughs> you know, kind of a sure. thing. Kids, um, it it play it plays a a role. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, my cousins. Um, it was the first time I went to uh, Disney World. It was a, I believe it was their first time also going to Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, my it, I have an older cousin. It's her. They're sisters. Um, one is six. Yeah, six years older than me. And then my other cousin, we're the same age. Um, okay. So at the time, we were six. Anyway, to make a long story short, we were in the car. And I just remember, I remember laughing. Like, we were just laughing. Don't even know what the hell we were laughing uh-huh. about, right? Your kids. Kids yeah. laugh at nothing. And laugh at nothing. And whatever I love what, that, though. Well, whatever it was. Well, I don't know. I guess we got on my dad's nerves. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because he told us to stop laughing. And it's like, I, whatever we were doing, it's like, we couldn't. It was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he didn't like that. But in his defense, little kid laughter can be really fucking annoying. Of course. Especially when he, he's the one driving. I think my mom, yeah. was, my mom and my older cousin were asleep. Um, oh. And this is before, because this is 90, this is 94, because my sister wasn't born mm. yet. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think my mom was asleep or kind of off, um, you know, catching rest mm-hmm. or whatever, because, of course, both my parents drove. Um, and, yeah, whatever me and my uh, my other cousin were just giggling about, <laughs> he did not yeah. like that. <laughs> mm. So uh, that made for an interesting time. And then, um, (laughs) uh, let's see, the one time uh, I remember coming back, I messed myself. So that was interesting. I was little, well, well, younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was also mm, a time. Anyway. I'm gonna leave that one there. Uh, yeah, sure, 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 yeah. No details necessary. No, no, that's we can that's, all use our imaginations as to how much that works. The gist out. of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, I did like just writing though. Um, even though it was mm-hmm. on the the expressway for the most part, um, it was something about just traveling from one one place to another with you know minimal fuss mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it just kind of gave me this um, i don't want to describe it i want to say 
I guess tranquil, not serene, but that kind of tranquil kind of yeah. feeling, if sure. that makes sense. Um, yes, it does. You know, especially like as a kid, um, you're almost, yeah. in a way, you're like you're floating from mm-hmm. one state to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to describe something like that, but um, I will say now that I'm old enough to drive from state to state, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> For me, and that's only because I have not built up the endurance to to sit for long hours on end actually operating a vehicle the long the longest mm-hmm. that i've driven is four and a half I'll, I'll, I'll round it out to five hours and that was driving from flint to cincinnati um mm-hmm. it's like four hours and 40 some minutes so we'll round it up and that's just say still five a road hours. trip yeah that's still a road trip well yeah and, and that was it was okay the problem is after about two hours your butt falls asleep and my leg my knee would like cramp up um, so That's because you, you have a tiny car. Yes, um, and it really does matter. Size matters. It does, because <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Mm-hmm. I do miss the. I got my my parents' Dodge Caravan as my first vehicle, and that mm-hmm. definitely was a lot better. Legroom, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like I said in our travel episode, if I go and visit my parents. Or really mm-hmm. anywhere, and it's you know eight hours or twelve hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have to break it up, you know, unless I had a sure. even if I had like an SUV or or a, or a crossover or whatever. If even if I had more leg room, I still would have to, you know, break it up. Because um, mm-hmm. I've driven even in Texas. I went to Austin for um, just a day last summer. Um, yeah, and that was three hours, um, and even that it got a little bit dicey at some point. So I'm going like, I don't know if I really want to, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. I might do that again this year, but I have a different car this mm-hmm. year with a little more legroom, so the experience it might, might be, better, be like, yeah. Because yeah. even when I was in Georgia, I drove um, that car from Savannah um, back to my parents, and that was two and a half hours, and thankfully. That wasn't it wasn't that bad. Um, so I don't know. Like when I bought my car, the Chevy Cruze, I wanted to take a road trip. And I guess technically I did. But I wanted to do the whole like, you know, cross country type of trip. See all 50 states. Not in a Chevy Cruze. Not in a Chevy Cruze, though. No, I don't recommend no. that. <laughs> no, Chevy no, no, no. Um, my parents got a in order to keep me and my cousins entertained and then eventually mm-hmm. my sister, they got a, a little TV that they could plug into the cigarette lighter. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'd watch VHS tapes. Um, I think I drove my parents crazy with uh, Toy Story <laughs> um, or any Disney That's movie. That's a good one to watch over and over again. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Any Disney movie. Um, or once I learned how to record TV shows and music videos, um, I just make different. I'd make tapes of like you know all the stuff that I'd watch. Yeah. And um, so that that helped. And other than that, I would just sleep. Um, I do remember one one road trip was with my mom and my sister. We we went to Georgia to surprise my grandmother for her 80th birthday. 
Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. And we actually had, um, you know, in-depth conversations about family mm-hmm. and family history and different members oh, of the family. Nice. That we, yeah. Yeah, we saw at my grandmother's uh, party and um, and people that we have no idea, like, who is this person? Who is that person? Oh, well, you know, so-and-so is your cousin and they're your cousin on... You know, um, yeah, you know yeah. this side and blah blah blah. blah. Learning who's who before yeah, you get there. <laughs> yeah, and, and then on the way back, just having mm-hmm. different conversations about family and and um, things that right. that have happened over the years and so on and so forth. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, that's that's always good. Yeah, mm-hmm. road trips are good for that for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. The older you get, yeah. Yes, I also learned that it's very hard to read. And in 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 a uh, in a road trip or being on a road trip, it can be yeah. Because it well not only like you know does your hand shake because you're you're riding on the road, but it's almost like you have to concentrate. It gives you a headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of can. people can't read. Yeah, it can. a lot of people can't read during a road trip because it makes them feel uh, car sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, the older I've gotten, I've noticed. If I stay cramped up too long, when I get out of the car, I, oof, it, mm-hmm. it hits you like a ton of bricks. It does. It hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it can hurt. Oh my gosh! The first when I first started driving, um, I had to pick my dad up from the Air Force Base um, in uh, Selfridge, which is in Utica or just outside of Utica. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like when I first—I didn't get my license yet. I was still a, um, a, a graduated sure. driver or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was with my mom and I'm, you know, nerve wracked because, um, of course, you know, when the teenager's driving, your parents are freaking out. So you got to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is my, I don't know, third or fourth time on an expressway. But it's my first time driving like long distance on an expressway. Oh, yeah. So I'm nervous. And, you know, mm-hmm. my mom's doing the best she can, but she's also making me nervous. <laughs> And I'm sitting there going like, I don't want to crash. 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 That's basically <laughs> it. So we finally get there. Um, and when I got out of the car, I had to like lean up against the car. Because um, it was just like that. Not only the sigh of relief, but it was just also being able to stand up. Because you don't realize how much you're tensing up when you're yeah, in that true. position. Mm-hmm. right? And so even after now I've had my license for... Uh, 17 years um, even getting out of the, <laughs> the car now sometimes it's, you know that it's a, it's a weird kind of reflex like you still tense up and not even mm-hmm. realizing it and um, when you get up and stand up and get some actual fresh air into your lungs or as fresh as you can in the United States yeah that's right I said it um, it still <laughs> hits you like a ton of bricks it's still just like yep. whew, it's exhausting um but I don't know. Those are my my road trips. Honestly, they were they were mostly uneventful. Thankfully, um, you know, I'm sure there are stories out there. Which, of course, you can email us at the end of this episode. But um, you know, thankfully, oh, we did get pulled over. I remember one time um, we got pulled <laughs> over. Um, oh yikes! Right. Um, this is in the '90s, and uh, we were coming back from Savannah, and it was my mom was driving, and it was. Uh, my my two cousins who are sisters um we were all in the car and my and my little sister and because uh, i think my dad had stayed in savannah um at his mom's to like take care of some stuff or whatever anyway um i remember being pulled we got pulled over 
I remember the cop saying that um, it looked like we were driving erratically or something. I remember that. Weird. Stress um, bullshit. Yeah. Um, she didn't get a ticket. Like, he let her off with a warning. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember being, like, scared or anything. It was just more so... It was. It, it was more so odd than terrifying, right? It was just like, because mm-hmm. as a kid too, I'm not paying attention. I was seven or eight, um, and you know, I didn't think anything was wrong. We were driving at night, um, so maybe that had something to do with it, as far as being quote unquote erratic. Because she, I do mm. remember, like she kind of like swerved a little bit, but it was just. To probably like avoid something in the road, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's probably that. what it was, and that's probably what she told the police officer too. Yeah, you know, um, I, just, I guess that was the most "quote unquote" eventful, um, eventful thing that happened, right? And then, and of course, you're always when you're when you travel, especially long distances. There's always a, a point where there is an accident, and then that backs up traffic. Um, yeah, you know, and then it seems to take forever. As a kid, once you get older, you realize, well, yeah, it is temporary usually, um, and the longest that it can take is maybe a half hour, depending, of course, on um, on how big the accident or whatever the event is. But um, yeah, outside of those few instances, thankfully, it was nothing, nothing crazy, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing eventful. Like honestly, it was it's not mundane, but it was, just, it was pretty simple. Even in the RV, it was it was still pretty simple. So I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember being in the RV. We towed uh, the van down, and we went to this is in 2000 when we went to Disney World. Um, somehow the tow dolly, um, the holder or whatever came undone mm-hmm. so it, it didn't detach from the uh the rv or anything like that but there were sparks flying from uh where the uh where you p- uh, pop up the front of the car the the, yeah. the tray or whatever had like come undone mm-hmm. and so it was oh, scraping mm-hmm. the road and so i because i kept oh. hearing something and then i look out yeah. the back window and i see sparks fly i was like oh that's a holy shit yeah that's a problem <laughs> that's scary yeah that's yeah. scary <laughs> so i guess that's the most eventful thing that yeah it's not too bad yeah um so my dad had to you know, take care of that but um outside of those things yeah uh i kind of miss it and then at the same time i mm-hmm. i don't um i miss it as, as the nostalgia <laughs> part of it i do miss it because it's just part of my childhood um yeah. i definitely i wouldn't be able to do it now um just because I'm too big, and I, I don't mean that like as like I'm an adult. I just mean more so being cramped up in the car, <laughs> like I can't do right. it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, it's understandable. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. Um, I I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a it's a both and. I do miss it, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to do it. Again. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. The last time I think I took a road trip, um, at least with family, was. Um, well, outside when of, you moved here, true. Yes, yes. When I moved here, um, I went to New York to see my grandmother, my great grandmother, um, for mm-hmm. Mother's Day with my mom and my sister, and um, my mom's mom was there, and my two uncles. 
Um, but my mm-hmm. great grandmother ended up passing away later that summer. Um, so it was nice mm. to see her, um, unfortunately oh, yeah. for the yeah. last time, but, um, mm-hmm. that was that one. And then yes, when I moved here, I was with my mom and dad and then I went on vacation to visit my parents in, uh, in June. Um, so we kind of did a, a family road trip to Savannah to see other family. And then I rode back, I drove back with my sister, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, that was pretty. That was pretty much it. I don't have stories of games for the most part. Um, it's mostly just like some. Sometimes it was conversations. A lot of the times, I was asleep. <laughs> I mean, you can only yeah. do so much. Yeah, that's a common. Yeah, a, <laughs> that's a common thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can only do so Absolutely, much in the it's a car. Because um, we, I remember going. We we mostly rode in a van. I remember my parents had a station wagon for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. I mean, you find for kids and road trips, those are nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, you find a space where you can kind of stretch out, but especially when you're small enough, you can curl yourself up into a little ball. Uh, you got your pillow, and hey, I'm, I'm asleep. Are we, mm-hmm. When you wake up, you're either at the destination or close. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Oh, and, and, and then you get the uh, sometimes you'll find some like hole in the wall restaurants or something that have the best food. Um, but a lot of times, you know, you stop at like a McDonald's or whatever. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. the standards. Yeah. Cause you know what you're going to get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want a chocolate milkshake and a Big Mac. Yes. I was that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, why not? Yeah. So I mean, honestly, that, that was that, those were my, my road trips for me. So your turn. So I thought I'd go to the bathroom before I start because I am 18 years older than you. (laughs) And I come from a family that likes to drive a lot. Mm -hmm. As in like, we just go on road trips for the fuck of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get in the car and just drive for hours upon hours upon hours to see what we can see, drive down roads we've never been down, that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, of course, an extensive amount of road trips. Um, I'm not going to talk about all, them all individually. I'll do them in like, because there, there's, there's so many. <laughs> um, in fact, just a couple weeks ago, we went on one. Uh, just decided to go driving. Ended up in Oklahoma. <laughs> Came back. <laughs> it was fun. We followed the Red River. It was great. Uh, all right. So back, you know, when I was a kid, because being, you know, raised in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, road trips were a little different than they were for you. One, we didn't have any kind of electronics mm-hmm. uh, to play with. So road trips, excuse me, did consist of comic books um, and, uh, you know, just regular books, um, road trip songs. <laughs> um <laughs> Playing those road trip games like the license plate game or I Spy, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, just staring out the window. And we didn't use the air conditioning, uh, even though we were in Texas or whatever, um, even in Michigan. Uh, in the summer times, we didn't use the air conditioning very much in the car. And so we had the windows down, you know, um, just you know, hang your head out the window and just, you know, really kind of... You know, that kind of stuff. Because, again, we didn't have video and stuff, so we, we didn't have anything else to do. Did sleep, of course. And this is all when I was much younger, um, like in the 1970s and stuff. Moved to Texas 
1977. Then uh, my grandparents, both sets of grandparents, bought motorhomes. Oh, cool. So um, the last, the end of the school year, my paternal grandparents would come down and pick up David and I and drive with us back to Michigan. Mm -hmm. We were, David, my brother and I were gone for a month every summer. So uh, maybe six weeks. It was actually six weeks. We were gone for six weeks out of the summer. Yay for my parents, right? Good for them. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, um, I'm kidding. She said, well, my, my parents knew about birth control, right? being educated people that they are. <laughs> so, uh, my grand, my grand, yeah, my paternal grandparents would come down at the end of the school year. We usually got out, you know, the end of May, beginning of June, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it's Texas. And so they, they would pick us up like the day after school got out, maybe two days at the most. And then we would leave for Michigan. And on the, we would drive, but, you know, they didn't want to drive, like, straight through. So we would stay at KOA camps. They, you know, they always made sure that they stayed at uh, camping places where there was a swimming pool, mm -hmm. right? And then we would go for walks through the woods because they would always have trails, KOA camps when they can. Uh, if the KOA camps are, um, you know, near woods and stuff, they always have trails that you can walk through and pretend that you're in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, because this is, this is a bunch of middle-class people camping, right? <laughs> in motorhomes with air conditioning and shit, this right? And plumbing. and Glamping before yeah, it was a thing. Basically, yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, because they always, they always stayed in places that had sewage hookup, electric hookup, that kind of stuff. They got an air conditioning for it. Theirs was a little smaller than my other grandparents, but it was still a motorhome. We, we cooked. Uh, they cooked in, in there. You know, all the, all the stuff. It had everything. Um my brother and I had a great time. And then, so paternal grandparents would have us for three weeks. Uh, during their, their three weeks, we would also take road trips from Michigan to Pennsylvania. Uh, my cousins, uh, my dad's sister, uh, her husband, you know, my uncle and my cousins live about 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So we would drive, and that's a six-hour drive one way. So we would drive from Flint um, to to its Vandergrift or Ford City, Pennsylvania. And they lived on 98 acres. They still do, actually. My cousins don't, of course they're grown, but you know, my, my aunt and uncle live on the same place. It's an actual 17th century Shaker home. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but of course they, you know, updated and all that shit, right? But um, so we would, we would drive six hours there to visit them. And then we would, my uncle, we he they put all their the kids, all of us, into um, their vehicle, which was not a station wagon, but it was similar. It was bigger, actually, than a station wagon. Roll down all the windows, and us kids would, you know, play games and do stuff in the back, and they would drive into the foothills of the Smoky Mountains in Pennsylvania, and we'd go camping and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, then, of course, we'd go back to Michigan, and then David and I would spend three weeks with our maternal grandparents uh, two weeks at their house and we would go up north in Michigan which if anybody's from Michigan you know what that means mm -hmm. right it means to the the upper part of the lower peninsula or the upper peninsula so we would go up north so we would go on road trips from Flint to uh, let's say like Round Lake or even up near East Hawass those kind of places and we would go camping um, in their motorhomes then in their motorhome then my maternal grandparents the last week they had us they would drive us back down to Texas 
and we always stayed at they liked to stay at state parks not koa because they liked the sitting around a campfire walking through the woods kind of thing mm. uh, more more than the swimming pool okay. so that was like my childhood till i was about 17 wow <laughs> that was every summer so road trips were definitely a thing mm-hmm. now fast forward my parents we always went out, we in texas it was it was on a weekend uh, if my dad didn't have to work, or even if he did, my mom would still do this. And she'd say, hey, uh, you want to go for a drive? And we would just get in the car and literally just pick a road and drive until that road ended or we had to turn. Mm. Um, just for the hell of it. And then um, fast, you know, fast way forward. I mean, there's that's, that's like a common thing in my family. So then I moved back to Michigan in 1991. And <clears throat> my aunt my mom's youngest sister, she and my uncle go on road trips all the time. They go camping all the time, not just to Michigan, but they go other places. My aunt collects certain things that she would go to like, you know, Midwestern things. So she would go like Iowa and, you know, Wisconsin looking for these things that she collected. So when I first moved back to Michigan in 1991, I went with her and we went all over Michigan, all over Iowa. And then, uh, and it was many days and we tent camped and all that stuff. And then my friend, who his name is Winter now, but uh, back then um, he was Fleur, a she. Uh, so she flew out. I'll say she because that was in the before time. Mm-hmm. She flew out to see me um, from Texas, had never been to Michigan before. So she flew out, and then she and I took off. and We went all around the up into the Upper Peninsula. So we started in Flint, went up through the Thumb, all the way up the Lower Peninsula, across the Mackinac Bridge, went all the way Highway 2 in the Upper Peninsula, and then down the west side of Michigan, Sleeping Bear Dunes, all you know, Muskegon, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then all the way back to Flint. And she had a, she had a great time. She uh, you know, was into road trips, too. And then um, my brother and I used to, when I still lived in Texas, we used to just jump on his motorcycle and drive for hours. Oh, nice. Um, just driving. Because Texas, it doesn't take very long. You can take Coit Road, like, past where you live, and it gets to farmland pretty fast. Really? Once you get past Allen, it's farmland. It's, like, really fast. Huh. And then that's when the speed limits hit, like, 75, 80 miles an hour, too. <laughs> it's great. How far does Coit go? Uh-huh. Uh, it goes pretty far. Actually, you, ha- you are forced to turn. Okay. So past Allen, though. <coughs> Excuse me. Um past yeah north north of allen you're forced to turn but then you can turn again real quick and still be going north oh. you can go all the way to oklahoma oh. preston road takes you all the way to oklahoma i remember you saying that i, I mm-hmm. want to try that mm-hmm. one of these days at the door try it off yeah just get in your car and go yeah okay. just get in your car and go uh so then um my ex-husband and i when we first started dating he had a motorcycle and we would get on his motorcycle and go up to the rifle river um in michigan tent camp and and canoe a lot and even after lizzie was born uh, she was six weeks old and we took her canoeing (laughs) um in her little car seat in in her little detachable car seat thing we put it on the you know the bottom of the canoe i was in the front he was in back and uh, so we went on road so both my children uh were born into road trips which is why they never they go on road trips they love it now too Mm -hmm. and then um so we did that all while the kids were young and then uh well liz was young Liam came along. We would go on road trips with him, too, just, just to drive. Michigan's great to drive through mm-hmm. in the summertime. Uh, then, after I left my ex, 
Um, me and the kids, that's what we would do. We would choose, we'd get out the Michigan map and choose interesting places to go. Like there's a Brooklyn, Michigan, and we would drive to Brooklyn. Uh, and then they had some of the best ice cream there. Um, so we would drive to these different places that had cool, there's a Girard, Michigan. So we went to Girard, Michigan, and then we went to Butler, Michigan. <laughs> so that way we went to Girard, Butler, Michigan. <laughs> and then after I got back in contact with Doug again, one time uh, for work, he had to go to, and this is probably 2010, he had to go to San Antonio uh, for business and took a picture of himself outside the Alamo. And there is an Alamo, Michigan. So the kids and I, that same day, drove to Alamo, Michigan, and took a picture of ourselves in front of the sign that says, Welcome to Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) We went to Douglas, Michigan. Mm -hmm. We went to Edward, Michigan. Uh, Those are Doug's first and middle name. Uh, We drove everywhere. That was was our, because I didn't have a whole lot of money when I left my ex, Mm -hmm. uh, but gas was a decent price in 2010, and I had a really nice, that Impala, which was a very comfortable you know, Liam was comfortable in the back seat in his in his car seat, uh, and Liz was learning to drive. So I had her drive a lot um, down the you know because Michigan has a lot of non-expressway roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just went on the Michigan roads all over the place, and then of course uh, when uh, move back moving back to Texas, um, Doug's into road trips too. Like I said, so sometimes we'll just go to Dairy Queen, get something to. Uh, you know, to munch on or whatever, and then just take off and drive everywhere. Um, in fact, <laughs> driving doesn't bother me so much that when Liam was going to get his permit, we didn't want to wait for four and a half hours at the local DPS. So we drove out to Paris, Texas, <laughs> so he could get his there and drive back. And that was a full day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like two hours out there, two, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. one way out there. Um and then uh, we've I, we like to drive to Austin. We like to drive to uh, Galveston. Galveston's only four hours away, so if we're ready for the beach, we can leave on a Friday night, mm-hmm. leave at four o'clock p.m. on a Friday, be there by eight p.m. eating dinner on the island on the Galveston Island. Come back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's a great weekend trip. Um, I recommend that to anybody living in Texas or other places. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, the kids and I. When we left, uh, when I left my ex, also not only did we drive around Michigan, we drove to Texas and back many, many times. And Michigan to Texas is like depends on, yeah, minimum, minimum seventeen hours. And we usually drove straight through. Uh, Lizzie was with me; it was great because I could have her drive part of the way too. Mm -hmm. But I drove that by myself several times. Mm -hmm. And then you know, most recently, last summer uh, during the pandemic, I didn't feel comfortable driving. Uh, having Liam fly to his dad's during a pandemic, so I drove. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I drove to Michigan. I spent a couple of weeks with my mom. Two weeks is too long. <laughs> with people who are over 70. Just saying. <laughs> so, so then he and I drove back, and it was great. Uh, but then again, we did drive in the Cadillac. Ah. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah. That Cadillac is like riding on a cloud, yeah. even as the driver. And, you know, because Liam, Doug today, actually, we took it to get it washed for Liam. And Doug's like sitting way back. And he's like, yeah, this is this is a this is a good cruising car. <laughs> like, yes, it is. It, it was so comfortable driving that by the time I got um, 
like we did break it up and I was not even remotely tired. Mm. It was, and, and Liam wasn't uncomfortable either because he's kind of tall, not as tall as you, of course, yet, but he's, you know, still tall and stuff. And yeah. And then uh, in December, Liam and I drove to Missouri so his dad could get him and then take him back to Michigan. Then I drove to Missouri by myself to pick Liam up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, driving is, in fact, I'll pro- probably do some this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, I, I, I love to drive. I love the actual you know, driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids both love to drive. Oh, and I forgot about the big one. Mm. The longest road trip I had ever been on at one time, like one trip, was driving Liz and John with them to ah, Oregon. Right, yes. That is a motherfucking long-ass motherfucking <laughs> way. Especially because we did it in February, so we couldn't go through the mountain pass. I was not, <laughs> Donner Party of three? No, thank you. <laughs> and I know, modern-day conveniences and shit, but I'm not going through the Rocky Mountains in, <laughs> in February. <laughs> so we took the longer way, which would be through Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Southern California, all the way up the state of California to, to Oregon. It was three days, and each day was, I think the shortest day was 10 hours. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the first day was 12. Um, yeah, first and second days were 12. Uh, third day was 10. Um, and it was it was long, but it was fantastic. I personally, uh, driving as much with my kids as I have done, mm-hmm. um, I, I, when Liam was little, he would use handheld devices, you mm. know, like he had a game, um, not, uh, he had a, what's that? Um, a, not a switch, but, uh, a, a, a DS. DS. Yeah. 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 Back when he was little, it was the DS. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, back when Liz was little, occasionally she would play the Game Boy, but not really. She was, she was more into looking out the window, singing songs. And when the kids and I drove around Michigan, um, that year, um, I didn't allow it. You you participated with me or fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Liz and I did a lot of heart-to-heart talking during that time. And Liam was quite young. He was like five, so it was a little bit different for him. He fell asleep a lot. But he still looked out the window. He liked the window down. He liked the air in his face. Yeah. Um, and we cranked up the... Yeah, we cranked the music up, too. Um, and, we, you know, they got introduced because I had a satellite radio. Um, plus, it had a CD player, of course. So... They got introduced and were forced to listen to all my 80s songs. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, and then, uh, yeah, because when I was, again, when I was a kid, you know, we, we my, my family did that too. We had a lot of good heart-to-heart talks while we were driving, like, you know, your, you and your mom and your sister did that year. And Liam and I, oh, my God, the amazing amount of talking that we did to and from Michigan last summer and then in Missouri was amazing it was great you know it's good to to get to know my kids mm-hmm. on, on at the age that they are now you know what i mean it's like each and every year or each and every milestone i'm almost reintroduced reintroduced to them even though i see them and talk to them all the time it's still one of those where it's like when you're in a car and you know you listen to music and but i i want i want to hear from them you know i want to hear their thoughts on things mm-hmm. and so you know i'll ask questions and they give me answers or they ask me questions. You know, what was it like this? You know, Liam's, right now, Liam's kind of fascinated into uh, mine and Doug's childhoods. Oh, you know, nice. what was it like? You know, you know, what kind of things did you do when you were in college? What kind of things did you do when you were in high school? Where did you hang out? That kind of stuff, which is cool. Liz had already gone through that because mm-hmm. when we moved to Texas, she was, Liam's age, she was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we were 
or she was 17 barely though like she had just turned 17 <laughs> and so we were you know so she asked those questions too hey now that y'all are together and you hung out you know you all were friends in seventh grade what kind of things did you do you know that kind of stuff so i don't know the road trips for me are it, the they're they're just like ingrained in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i know what you mean I'm a, I'm a different size than you are i'm only five foot five so that there is a difference mm-hmm. um you know if you're if you're uh, the driver or not, and also what size of vehicle it is. It really does matter mm-hmm. for height purposes. And so it, it's, you know, but mo- I have to say, I've been very lucky that most of the vehicles I have ridden in or driven were good vehicles uh, to to do road trips in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, motorcycles, great to do road trips in um, on a nice sunny, sunner, uh sunny summer day um you know going through hills and i used to do that with my cousin too um when i was a little bit older uh my cousin mike you met him at the wedding yeah actually he for the wedding he drove his motorcycle from pennsylvania to key west (laughs) um (laughs) so uh but he was his motorcycle was the first one i had ever been on um he had a little honda um rebel back when he and i were Cause he's only a year younger than me so i think i was like 19 and he was 18 he had a little honda rebel in the foothills of pennsylvania which can be very scary mm-hmm. twisty windy roads tons of hills and i mean hills i don't mean michigan bumps i mean hills mm-hmm. or texas bumps i mean to me they're mountains <laughs> <laughs> but to them they're hills and uh so he was the first person that taught me how to be a passenger on a motorcycle. I've never driven one, mm-hmm. but uh, I I know how to be a, a good passenger. That sounds and pretty so, cool. Like just like I'm getting the visual of it. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like it mm-hmm. it'd be very um, even though it's a whole different state, but it sounds oh, like it the, like the kind mm-hmm. of picturesque uh, oh it is thing oh, that they do in like with Maine, like being on the coast in Maine, yes. and, like your windy roads that's, kind of a thing. Yeah. The, oh, that's it. Pennsylvania's ridiculous when it comes to scenery. Okay. <laughs> it's just so, it's like you just look out and you're like, holy crap, this is the most beautiful trees I've ever seen in my life. Okay. It's like crazy. I've never it's been. It's so beautiful. I've been through Pennsylvania on the way to But then New it York, sucks in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, they, they live, they live, again, they live, um, you know, west of, of Pittsburgh. Okay. And they just they it's they have ninety eight acres. They have some trees that are like three hundred years old. Oh wow. Yeah, they're older than the United States. And their house, like I said, is a seventeenth century Shaker home. Wow. And it's <laughs> that house used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> the stairwell is re the stairway is ridiculously steep and really the steps are short, you know. Oof. And there's a fireplace in pretty much every bedroom. Um because you know 17th century right uh-huh. and it just the of course they've they've you know re, re they've added like central air and heat to it and that kind of stuff i mean they've you know fixed it but it's still the bones are you know 400 years old <laughs> and so it's like but their their porch looks out over basically a cliff oh nice <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's it's. I love going. To, I miss going. And we call it the farm. And they did do farming. They had um, not really like crop farming, but they had animals. My cousins were, of course, into 4-H and stuff like that. They had hogs and sheep and chickens and shit like that. Chickens are nasty, but uh, <laughs> the hogs, 
the hogs and the sheep were really cool. I got to learn how to shear sheep and then card the wool and all that stuff. I got to learn how, you know, the best ways to, to feed pigs and stuff. They won all kinds of blue ribbons for these animals. Oh, nice. Um, it's, it's beautiful and stuff. But, yeah, going down the, you know, in July and driving on those the roads on a little motorcycle was it was so amazing and then he and I went to this uh, where they used to swim all the time this creek and swam for a while and hung out you know got to know each other again because we had known each other as you know younger cousins mm -hmm. um, and of course I was the only female on both sides of my family by the way mm -hmm. the only girl and so uh, I had three boy cousins and my brother it was a fucking nightmare on occasion, especially when I had my period. And, you know, we went to go visit. I was like, great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, so my cousin, Mike, always tortured me. Uh, one time, he, we were like 10, and one time he tackled me in the front yard and then put his legs around my waist and squeezed until I vomited. What? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, sumo, jumped on me, put his legs around my waist and squeezed until I vomited. And what pissed me off is my brother and my other two cousins did nothing to stop it. <laughs> wow. You nothing. Need, you need a new family member. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, now it's completely different. Right, right, so, right. like, when I went out there and I was, like, 16 or 17 uh, to visit, it was a completely different story. Right. And that's when, I, you know, he, he, or I was, like, 19. And then after I moved to Michigan, it was definitely, I mean, he and I are, you know, real close now. But it was like, yeah, he used to do that kind of shit. Well, they weren't used to, like girls yeah you know yeah it's like i hated yeah, your guts so when we like, were 10 but now we're the, we're the best of it. yeah yeah i get i that. mean mark my cousin mark he's a year older than me so when mark and me and then mike and then david and then daniel's like seven years younger than than mike but uh mark was like he was older than his years so he was always the one that was like, you know, trying to keep us all in line and stuff. And it was like, ah, oh, whatever. You're still a kid too. Shut up. But he didn't help me when Mike tackled me and sumo me till I vomited. But yeah, so later on when he got that bike and I went to go visit, he was like, have you ever ridden a motorcycle? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, come on. So yeah, he told me, okay, how, how to be a passenger on a motorcycle. So then later on, my brother got a big giant Honda 750. Mm -hmm. That was great. I loved it. And then he, he and I would go driving because we had, we were broke <laughs> and gas was really cheap in, you know, 1990. So, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> so we would drive and, uh, you know, I, I knew how to, uh, and, and going through the Texas, there's hills, you know, and then, and there's really nice scenery in texas also so especially the further kind of north uh east you go mm -hmm. um and so that was nice and then yeah my ex's my ex had a motorcycle and that was really nice going up into michigan especially once you you when you don't go on 75 to go north okay so like we took a lot of the michigan roads instead and definitely up the coast so we would take like 23 goes up the coast um, and it goes next to 75 for a really long time, you know, up that the east part of the mitten um, along Lake Huron. And so we would take that way. Um, and that was that was nice on the motorcycle because you just you get a panoramic view, you know. Uh -huh. And I, it's yeah, it's it's fun. I do remember. I've never been to the Upper Peninsula before. Not really. Not not to not for, as a mm -hmm. destination. But um, we came back. I forgot one of the road trips. Um, my my parents and my sister 
and I we went to the Mall of America. Um, right. And so we went. What did, how do we get there the first time? I think we went through Wisconsin to to uh, well, yeah, Minneapolis. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But on the way back, we somehow ended up in the UP. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think my dad got lost. I'm not sure, but anyway. <laughs> um, so it was kind of cool seeing like all the trees and mm-hmm. the forest and stuff. I got oh, yeah. I got bored and fell asleep. Um, <laughs> but apparently, while I was out, uh, mm-hmm. they saw a bear. So that was interesting. <gasps> yes, yes. <laughs> if you if you ever do go back to visit Michigan, mm-hmm. um, I do hi- you know do it during the summer, and I do highly recommend you go into the UP. There is there's I like Michigan in the summertime, as far as like traveling, yeah. you know, seeing stuff. I don't ever want to live there again, but <laughs> obviously Mackinac Bridge is something that people everybody should see. It being the largest suspension bridge, we did get um, of its kind. It was kind of yes. cool because we. I mm-hmm. woke up. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. when the sun was setting, or just about, and so oh, we nice. got to the yeah. bridge when the sun was like just hitting the water, kind of. Yeah, so it'd be on your right hand side. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they had. I think my parents took pictures. I'm not sure, but it was kind of cool because my mom and mm-hmm. my sister went down to like the little beach or whatever that's there. Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. it was very picturesque. It was like, oh, okay, now I do see yeah, the appeal. It's beautiful of up sure. north or everything. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, and then I've heard Def- of, it's definitely better. What's the Quatanamum Falls? I'm not saying it right. Tequamanan. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've yeah, never been there, but cool I've heard too. of it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah on the good. west side, mm-hmm. Sleeping Bear Dunes. Sleeping Bear Dunes is really cool too. On the west side okay. of Michigan, okay. go down the west side. Muskegon's beautiful. West side of Michigan is different than uh, yes. east side. My mom, my mom lives in East Tawas. Okay. Uh, which is really nice too. It's a resort town. So you can see the you can see Lake Huron from her front porch. Okay. I've been to New Wago once, and that was kind of mm-hmm. it was neat. Because I've never heard of Nuego. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is a Nuego? But okay. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that like Fago? Is that new pop? Anyway. Um, <laughs> you said pop. I did. I don't know. Yeah, weird. You said pop. I know. That's like new Coke. Uh, Nuego, new Coke. New Fago. Anyway. New there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was so funny, though, because mm-hmm. coming back, I mean, you can tell just each the west side and the east side of the state is like night and day and mm-hmm. so much so that you can oh it is it's almost like you can actually you can see it change it's so it weird it's if so you take weird. i-69 going west and uh-huh. then continue on don't don't go down into into like indiana or what it goes down into indiana don't do that take the the exit that you can stay on to get you know to go all the way across the state yeah you can feel it once you pass lansing mm-hmm. it's a different state Mm-hmm. It's like Texas. <laughs> Coming in west side of Texas, you're like, damn, tumbleweeds. <laughs> hey, partner. But then you get to east Texas, and you're like, wow, this is weird. It's so different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure every state has that kind of thing going on. Maybe, you know, where one part of the state is so different than the other. Mm-hmm. But Michigan, it just, west side of Michigan feels, it starts to feel more like a resort kind of area compared yeah. to east side Michigan. Yeah, it, it, does, it, it feels... Yeah better because the west side of the state seems to be more resort oriented with its proximity mm-hmm. to like chicago mm-hmm. and exactly um, well lake michigan right yeah, there mm-hmm. right and like the east side of the state was more industrial with like detroit right. and flint and buick city well buick city is flint but you know what right I mean. well and it's close it, it's pushing toward like you know pittsburgh because mm-hmm. again pittsburgh's only six hours away mm-hmm. 
uh, but if you Canadian. if you were to cross yeah and it's right there it's closer to canada too so you're you you know it's right across the the lake from canada also. See, i used to think so east side's different I, that used to confuse me as a kid because we would go i do remember a couple times um uh we would go to detroit Mm-hmm. And you could see Windsor across the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought Canada. I was confused because I'm like, well, wait a minute. How can you see? Because you know, I didn't have any sense of geography as a kid. Right. Yeah. If you're like, not don't have a map in front of you, how right? Would you know? And I was like, well, how is <laughs> Canada here? So we mm-hmm. would go to Detroit, but I was thinking we'd go to Canada. So for a long time, it confused me to that. Mm-hmm. Detroit was south of Flint because mm-hmm. you could see Canada mm-hmm. on the other side of the river. So right. I Detroit and you're was told Canada is the. Yes. Right. Exactly. Canada is north well, of the United States. Well, because, yeah, because actually their, their nickname is the Great White North. Uh huh. So <laughs> why are they south of Michigan? Yes. Why are they south of that part of the U.S.? So yeah. for the longest it's, time, it it's like Detroit is, is up to me because that's the mm-hmm. other thing, too, like with directions. It's like, well, north is up, south is down, whatever. Uh, so if Canada, if you could see Canada right. across mm-hmm. the water, um, it was see Windsor right across the mm-hmm. water from Detroit, then that then s- certainly that means Detroit is also north. Nope. Right. It's not. Nope. <laughs> Who the fuck made that up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, Very and the, the part of the the interesting thing about traveling in Michigan is once you're out of Detroit. Because it was part of the the Northwest Territory, and it, it was part of the Northwest Ordinance after the United States won um, the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. uh, under the Articles of Confederation, it was part of that whole, uh, like I said, land ordinance, and they, they cut it up. Other than the Detroit area, everything is, e- the roads are straight north and south or east and west and they're there it's divided into uh six mile segments um of you know there's a, like a county seat within that so six miles square and so outside of the detroit area you can get on one road and go completely north till you hit water mm. for the most part it might change names but if you look at a map uh, especially one that's divided for counties and stuff like that. It's really interesting to see the roads in Michigan. Most of them do go north, south, and east, and west, which is why you can get on I-75, you know, start at the bottom part of the mitten where it's in Ohio and go straight up Michigan, straight up to Canada. Mm. And it barely moves. Like it might curve a little bit here, but it goes straight up. So traveling in Michigan is really kind of easy because you can just go and then make a left turn and then make another left turn and make another left turn and you can be right back on the road you were on. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really hard to get lost in Michigan because of that. Because, okay, you're going, you're going, you're like, where where, where are we? Well, I don't know. Um, So let's turn left. And you can turn left and go and go and go and you're still going pretty much not uh, obviously, you know, straight true west. Mm -hmm. But you're, you know, you're going pretty west. And then you can turn left again, and then you'll be going south. Turn left again, you'll be going east. Turn left again, you're going north again. Mm. You just kind of... So if you ever go north and you see all that farmland, yeah, those roads, north, south, east, and west. That's a, that's It's really easy to, to figure out where you go. I have a um, bad sense of direction. 
Because I Texas, on the other hand, Texas is none of the fucking crazy. roads are straight. Yes, none know, of the roads are straight. Who is your road commissioner? And who's your city planner? Because both of them exactly. Need to be Here's the thing: you could tell somebody, yeah, okay. So if you want to get the faster route from DFW, right, take six thirty-five and take the President Bush north. So then you take the President Bush north, not south, because south will take you, you know further south but you go on north and then all of a sudden for whatever reason the bush is now going east <laughs> because it makes that big huge turn where it connects with I-35 where I-35 intersects the President George W. Bush turnpike and you're like what the fuck so if somebody somebody will say well you know you can take the President Bush north and then make sure that you follow it east and it's like whoa which different what especially people <laughs> from the Midwest will look at you like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard I know Texas was not part of the Northwest Ordinance. Because <laughs> Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, part of Wisconsin and Michigan all do that six mile by six mile square. And the roads all go north, south, east, and west for the most part. Cities are different. Detroit is shaped like a wheel. Go figure. <laughs> its roads are. They're, they curve quite a bit. Well, comparatively to the rest of the state. But Texas, Texas is all kinds of fucked up shit. Yeah. Meandering way? Meandering way doesn't meander. <laughs> <laughs> and rolling hills? There's not one hill on it. Well, Beltline, I guess, kind of fits, right? It's a belt. It does go around. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, it I, goes I, around the city of Dallas, and so does Northwest High. Loop 12 also goes around. Those do. Mm -hmm. But, like, the rest of them? You you'll end up going like north, then you go south, and then you go east, and you go west. And you're like, where am I? Nobody knows. One twenty one is crazy because when I go to work, mm -hmm. it says I'm going one twenty one south, but I'm heading west. Mm hmm. Like what, that's what, what I mean. I... The bush does the same thing. The bush <laughs> and one twenty one are are parallel, right? The bu yeah, the bush does the same thing. What the fuck? I'm not. I'm going. E I'm going west. What are you talking about? Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden you're going you're going south, and it's like what what? Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Confusing. 35 yeah. is that way too. 35 really confuses me because it goes from Denton and it goes on the other side of Dallas and it's, I don't know. Yeah. Stacy Road, <laughs> I guess, is a main road and that is also confusing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I, I can't. I just like, you know, because I, I told my parents that when I moved here, it's like the roads here are weird. It's like, oh, you just got to get used yeah, to the are. traffic. It's like, no, they're literally that no. weird. Like, the it, roads it, are it weird. Make sense. <laughs> it, um, I was on the expressway. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going to Fort Worth. I don't even you know how I did that. <laughs> but my GPS was even confused where mm -hmm. I got off the expressway, but I was riding the access road next to it. And oh, I still yeah. thought I was on oh, the expressway. God. I was like, yeah, so was I it supposed that, to get off yeah. or not? <laughs> Be because they, they, they build things fast here, as you know, mm -hmm. to where the GPS doesn't keep up with it. Ah, Mm -hmm. It's hard for it to keep up with. So it, it'll change eventually. Mm -hmm. It'll catch up. But for the most part, yeah, it's all kinds of fucked up. I'm times. always nervous when I do, cause especially <laughs> since I don't know my way around. Like I drove mm -hmm. to Love Field yesterday to drop off mm -hmm. the rental car. And right. um, it was somewhat easier because I was on the tollway. But um, there are like certain exits that don't, that aren't apparent, especially like if you're not used to it, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, my dad was following me, and I thought there was 
um, like at least two lanes leading into the tollway, the Dallas North tollway from the Sam Rayburn. There's not. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Mm -mm. well, shit. So at the last minute, (laughs) you know, he he kind of had to like you know jerk his way over to get to get behind me. Otherwise, he would have missed the turn. Um, Yeah. Like, sorry, my fault. Um, Okay. But then you're passing other exits. On the Dallas <laughs> tollway, um, uh-huh. and it's like starting to jam up because people are trying to get east, and then realize, no, I don't want to go east. So then they, you know, get out of line <laughs> to get back on the tollway. I was like, that, that is just especially around six thirty-five oh, when goodness. it crosses six thirty-five. Yeah. Uh huh. It's ridiculous. It just, I guess, the one yeah. good thing out of all of that was I finally know how to get from my apartment to Love Field with minimum fuss, and all I have to do is pay about. Uh, twelve bucks. Yeah. Next time I will not take that way. Yeah. I hated that way. Yeah. I like to take Preston Road instead. I would have done that. Um, but it's because longer, my were a little not, bit longer. And it, but it, we've done that before because I remember when uh before yeah. I moved here. That's oh yeah, we did that every single time. Yeah, and, we've um, done that every single time except this last time. And and it was cool because you get to see like old Dallas and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. I guess the I learned that not only can I get to the the at least love field from my place i know how to navigate the uh the airport so to the extent where i can yeah. pull up and then actually yeah. work my way uh back out to the main road yep. i was like oh i see the sign of airport exit do the u-turn here awesome you just have to navigate mm-hmm. everybody driving really fast because everybody's trying to get to yep. the flight <laughs> Because, you know, even in this post 9-11 world, people still haven't figured out that, you know what, you should probably get to the airport two hours before your flight. Right. I know that drives me crazy. So I, I do. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I get everybody to the airport early. Right. Like, yes, the, the days of you getting there 15 minutes before are over. <laughs> you cannot exactly. do that anymore. And it's been over for 20 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's right. been 20 years now since September 11th. Which is also crazy. 20 fucking years. Yeah, I know. Also That's, crazy. But well, anyway. we should probably wrap up. It's been an hour and 27 minutes. Yes. All right. Um, What's your, then let's both finish with, with what our favorite thing about road trips is. You go and first. And on a positive note. Yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite thing about the road trips is uh, getting the fuck out of town. Ha. Um, I, I, I like getting out of town with the windows down, some music blasting, and having a good time with whoever is in the car with me. Mm-hmm. To me, that is that is uh, part of, part. okay, here's, here's what it is for me with road trips. No matter where you go in continental U.S., you can go there if you have the gas money. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop you at the border between Texas and Oklahoma. Nobody's going to tell you, no, you can't drive there. You can you can get in your car, roll the windows down, put on some music, and as long as you've got the gas money, you can go anywhere the fuck you want. To me, that's part of American freedom, is, is mm-hmm. being able to do that without having to have papers at each and every border between states. And I, I like that sense, even if I don't go that far, even if I drive only for an hour or two, to me, that's part of that, that freedom is, is I can do that. I'm lucky enough to have a vehicle. I'm lucky enough to have enough money for gas and I'm lucky enough to, to, you know, be in a position where I can drive. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it just feels, I don't know, it, it, it feels a sense of of freedom. Of freedom. Yeah. I get that. Yes. Yes. I was going to say that, um, yeah, it's it's to me it's the the embodiment 
mm-hmm. of of a certain amount of freedom that we have in this country of not having i mean putting aside certain terrible things but for the most part um mm. most people in the united states can get in a car and you can drive to another state and nobody's going to stop you at the border and ask you for your papers and you don't you know you know what i'm saying it's not like driving through europe yeah. <laughs> where you go to other countries i mean this country is big enough too that you can spend years on road t- trips in the united states and not see everything literally years mm-hmm. and not see everything this country has to offer continentally right mm-hmm. Because it's so, it's so, people don't realize how big this country really is. Mm-hmm. And the, the all the little things that are in places that you wouldn't think that they would be. Like, there's a small waterfall uh, in Georgia, um, and I don't remember where it is. I got a picture of it, though, that was worth my, my ex and I pulling off the side of the road to walk a little ways to see it. And it was like, wow, this is, this is fantastically gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Took pictures of it. But there's those, if you get off the highways, there's so much to see in this country that you, there's, there's, it'll, it's an endless supply of, of that kind of freedom. Nice. I like that. Um, hmm. I don't know what's the favorite part about the road trip for me. I'm not, honestly. Well, you sure. haven't had a really good one as an adult, though. And not as an adult, that's true. Um, well, you need not... to borrow my Cadillac. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd be comfortable driving the Cadillac. True. Um, I don't know. I did. I, I've had like some really good road trips. Um, mm-hmm. I did like um, just the, I guess the conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, um, and then again, like how I mentioned earlier, just the the feeling of a floating almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost like, because as a kid, obviously you can't drive. So you, if you're in a vehicle that kind of supports that mm-hmm. being whisked whisked away type of yeah. feeling. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it, which I know is very like lap of luxury type of talk. But, you know, as a kid, you don't think about shit like that. It's like, I don't know. I'm in a car going from point A to B. That's about it. Right. <laughs> Um, and you know, lap of luxury. If you appreciate it, I don't think there's a problem with it. I I totally appreciate my cars. I totally appreciate the fact that I can afford them, that I can get in the car and it's comfortable, and I can go for a drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I'm. I think that that's you know something for me. And I I've gone on road trips by myself. Used to be uh, after I left my ex, when the kids would go visit their dad, and I would be bored, I'd just get in the car and drive. One time, I did. I drove all the way to Mackinac. <laughs> and all the way back and went, holy crap, <laughs> here I am. And one time, I drove to Indiana for the heck of it, mm. just because I wanted to see where 69 went, mm. you know? Uh, so, it, for me, again, it's that freedom of just being able to get in your car and go. I tried doing that once, and I think I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe my nerves kind of got the better of me. It's like, I didn't necessarily chicken out, but I think after a while, I was like, okay, I kind of want to go home. Because I did yeah. think about that. Because um, mm-hmm. I got, not here, but um, I think when I first started driving, I got mm-hmm. on some road or some expressway, and I was like, I'm just going to go. And I think mm-hmm. after about a half hour or so, um, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go home. Because, you know, whatever. I did discover one uh expressway or or uh it's not dort highway um oh shoot ah, i forgot what road it was does it go through flint it you use it 
you start on Flint. Maybe it's Saginaw. Maybe it's Saginaw. Oh, Saginaw goes a long way. I can't remember. That's if it's part of the original or not. Saginaw. It's it's it. That one goes all the way past. Uh, shit. I used to. Uh, north it goes all the way into like past Vassar. Um, and then, uh, in the south, it, it definitely goes way past Holly. Yeah, I think, I think it was Saginaw. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's a state park in Holly off of Saginaw. Because I my, remember my, my ex's house, uh, is off of Saginaw. Okay. It goes from Saginaw Street to Saginaw, uh, Road. Okay. Maybe, but it does. It starts north of Flint, yeah. Maybe it was Saginaw. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember it taking it. Way. It turned into the expressway. Um, yeah, it does. It does. I guess it was Saginaw. And I remember mm-hmm. ending up outside of Fenton and then basically yeah. snaking my way back to... I ended up finding yes. Linden Road. And then yeah. took Linden Road back into Flint. Straight up. I realized mm-hmm. how Linden yeah. went all the way out to... That um, goes really far. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've driven Linden Road, um, mm-hmm. I guess that'd be technically what west or north. Uh, it goes south. Or no, you're right, you're right, you're right, east and west. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was west. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so I drove that past like Mount Morris and Montrose. Mm-hmm. I did that once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, heading. Well, I was south, but I was those heading go north. south. Yeah, yeah, those are south. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Linden goes south. Okay, I went that. That's where I discovered. Um, I mean, I knew of Fenton, but I didn't realize how everything mm-hmm. connected. But um, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of cool. Like that particular part was of Fenton was very um, like hometown kind of like that. Oh that yeah, kind of like bluesy hometown mm-hmm. feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go to Fenton. There's a pizza place. You and I went to the pizza place in Fenton. Yes, the Fenton House. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, wait, you and I have been to Fenton. Yeah. <laughs> we met yeah. up in Fenton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, it was a good place. Um, it, it's, yeah, politics wise, probably not the best spot for me, but, you know, at the time, <laughs> before, mm-hmm. you know, the shit show became, the reality shit show became reality. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, it seemed like it's pretty nice. It, it's a good place to visit. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, there, I do have some friends that live there. But now they're more like casual acquaintances because, you know, you got to look at them sideways sometimes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We covered that last season. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, it was just kind of cool seeing, like, the the discoveries, I guess, is, is what is the favorite yeah. part of, of mm-hmm. road trips. It was just things you go like, that's, that's oh, a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, well, it's like the kids and I, when we used to, you know, after we left their dad and we used to travel for, you know, drive around, like, like I said, in uh, Brooklyn, Michigan, they have the best ice cream. Just this little ice cream place. It's not like a Baskin Robinson chain. It's just a mom and pop ice cream store had the best ice cream. I don't, you know, and they weren't serving like a, a brand I knew. It wasn't like, you know, whatever, uh, Mooney's or whatever the fuck it is in Michi- Michigan. Was uh, it homemade? It wasn't. Um, I don't know. It could have been. Um, so, but it had the best ice cream. And so we discovered that. And then, yeah, so it, I agree. The discoveries, that's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Cause you do. I mean, even though other people know about it, discoveries just mean it's new to you, right. <laughs> not, you know, new to the world. So right. yeah. Yeah. Discoveries are good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, 
That's what I learned on. Yeah, go and discover, yeah. discover something. Yeah. I I do highly, and I've always I've always thought this. I do highly recommend that people one, and I I said this in my other podcast. Get the fuck out of your own town for a minute. Just mm-hmm. just get out of your town for a minute. You know, uh, go somewhere else because it irritates me when people are like, oh, I was born and raised here, and it's like, well, where have you visited? Nowhere. Nowhere's better than here. I promise you. <laughs> There's better stuff than here, right? And I, I understand when people maybe don't have... I'm not talking about if you don't have the means to, to go someplace. Of course not, right? If you don't, I understand that. But if you have the means and you just don't, it seems to me like your world is very narrow. Yeah. If you're only seeing it through a screen, mm-hmm. right? Your world is very narrow. So it's like even even if you don't travel a lot or travel travel, but you just drive an hour or two hours outside your where you live, that's good, right? That that's that's a people just I you know I just I think that everybody needs to go on at least one road trip, one long road trip, whether it's in when they're a kid or whether it's an adult doesn't matter, but it it has you see something different that you, you need to see different things. The The road trip to Oregon was eye-opening to me because, you know, I've been on a lot of road trips, especially between, like, Texas and Michigan and stuff. And I, I have flown to California, but it was only, like, once to Anaheim and then, you know, uh, and then, well, took the train. Ah! <laughs> that. But never really saw, like, the differences with Southern California and Northern California, right? Mm -hmm. And I had never been to New Mexico or Arizona or that part of West Texas. So, you know, the panhandle and shit. So driving with Liz and John to move them to Oregon, I loved it. There were some hardships because it was fucking cold and the wind in, in New Mexico was like 100 miles an hour. It was crazy and it was cold. But you know what? It was still, it was great. And the mountains, oh my God, 6% grades. And that's a really steep hill, by the way. Oh, wow. And that was through, yeah, that was through New Mexico and Arizona. Like, that was incredible. I had never seen mesas before like that in Arizona. And the giant mountains. And I had never, you know, gone on hills like that before. It was, it was amazing. It was wonderful. It really was. Hmm. Um... And so I I don't know I just I just recommend to everybody just get out of your town every now and then you know if you have a car and you have gas money just on a Saturday or whatever day off just get in your car and you don't have to make it too uncomfortable for yourself but just you know start start looking and one of the best things to do is actually just look at a map and choose some place to go to if you need a destination right and don't want to just get in your car and drive get out a map of your state and choose some place and drive to it. Mm-hmm. And I do recommend also not relying on GPS for yeah. everything. Yeah. That's my thing. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm, because GPS sometimes does not work because it has told me before that it has no idea where I'm at and has just spun my vehicle. This is, this is Google, right? I've Googled where I'm at 
and it has no idea like we drove to Houston and we took a, a got off the highway because there was a huge accident so we got off the highway and we we're gonna take a back road and Liam's like yep so it has no idea where we are and I said that's okay because we got a Texas map <laughs> so we took the map out and sure enough the map knew where we were <laughs> you know we found where we were on the map but GPS could not find us so I do recommend people get real maps too because my dad said that um, they don't well some stores like like a Walmart or whatever I mean mm -hmm. it is Walmart mm -hmm. but they yeah. don't sell atlases anymore yeah, it's weird. Right? Um, the best place to go for maps and stuff is actually Seven uh, Elevens have maps. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so gas stations usually always have some kind of state map. Mm -hmm. And if you really want a state map, um, you can also go to uh, uh, any uh, town place, like um, courthouses, just places like that, or rest stops. Rest stops often have maps too. Okay. I bought a uh, a Mapsco, an Atlas, uh, last year actually. Okay. Where did I buy that? I think it was at. Oh, they also sell them at like Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that. Okay. Um, sometimes if you if you want to, you can download it and print one out. Uh, to, you know, for the area that you want to go to, obviously not the whole Texas state map, Jesus Christ, but because <laughs> Texas is big. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, for the area that you're interested in going, um, I just I just always recommend to people if you're gonna you know take off on an adventure, just make sure that you have a hard copy map too. Don't just rely on your electronics, because anything can happen. You can drop your phone, mm. and then you know you have no means of knowing. Um, I do recommend also to purchase a, a small, you know, for everybody, a small compass. <laughs> that helps too. It really does. It helps. My, my, all my grandparents and my mom and my dad, my mom has one now too, uh, all have that little compass that sticks to the dashboard. Just in case. I'm like, well, you know, your car tells you which direction you're going. She goes, yeah, that's true, but I, I still feel electronics aren't always trustworthy. Something could happen. And so if something happens to the car, this little compass will still be working. So, you know, I'm like, I, oh, that's true. I have to get used to or, or better. At, I have a terrible sense of direction. Like for mm -hmm. me, if I'm going, and it's so, it's so rudimentary where it's like, if, okay, up is north, left is west, <laughs> down is south, right is east, right? But, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> I, I, Prime example, I, I drove, when I went to um, Toronto, I had to drive from Flint to Sarnia. So I took 69. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I'm still driving to Canada. So even <laughs> though 69 goes east and west, which mm -hmm. I was going east to go to yeah. Port Huron from Flint, yeah. mm -hmm. it, still felt as though, cause it still felt as though I was going north. Cause I'm going to Canada. <laughs> I think I guess more so I'm I'm like jumping steps. Cause like my destination is technically north. Yeah. Quote unquote, right? But in order to get there, you know, some of your steps are east, or sure. but the way 69 mm -hmm. runs, like the way it goes, mm -hmm. it still feels like I'm going north and south. Oh sure. You see what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. a very yep, weird. I do. It's a weird feeling. That's for why me. you get a compass. Yeah, right. Which of course <laughs> makes sense when you say it out loud. A map and a compass. Mm -hmm. but like, for sure. I, I guess there's there's a thing. <laughs> I don't know if there's a word for it, but um, I was talking to one of my friends about it, and he's like, "Yeah, they're 
something I guess for some people they have a hard time um, oh yeah understanding sure. or That's... like conceptualizing you know their space it's, it's a yeah it's a thing it mm-hmm. is it's not it's not uh, it's and it's not that uncommon because mm-hmm. my dad is, is a, good at it mm-hmm. my dad was and he confuses yeah. the hell out of me i'm on the west side of oh, the yeah. building like what does that mean doug's, <laughs> yeah, doug's, doug's good at it too i have forced myself to be better at it because of believe it or not school shooters yeah because if if i am calling 911 i need to be able to tell them which side of the building i'm on mm-hmm. um so whenever i go somewhere uh, I, I have landmarks that help me, but I have I have things that help me as far as knowing uh, which direction certain roads go. Okay. So, like at school, um, my building is on the corner of Old Denton and Rosemead. Rosemead travels east and west for the most part. It meanders here and there, but for the most part, where I'm at, it's east and west. And Old Denton goes north and south. So, I orient the building according to that, that corner. Okay. You know, of Rosemead and Old Denton. So, you know, that way I can say, okay, uh, right now I am on the, it would be southeast corner, you know, so that way I, I, wherever I'm at, I I try to orient myself like that. Doug is really good at directions as far as, you know, where things are facing and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Liam's not very good at it yet, but I think because he's a new driver, he hasn't ever had to pay much attention to it. Okay. but yeah so for travel purposes though i always make sure i have a hard copy map um and i need to get a compass i haven't gotten one yet um i used to have one but i broke it by accident so i need to get a small just a small compass i can either handhold or you know put on the dashboard or whatever just in case electronics do go out you know things do happen and so you know i want to know where i'm at you know i like that idea and you know oh yeah and last summer also you know traveling up to michigan me and my mom and her boyfriend got in the van and just drove. Mm-hmm. They do it every Sunday. Oh, nice. It just, again, you know, so we're at 146. Yes. <laughs> I will say the last thing as far as um, yeah. directions go, I I am, I'm trying to get better at it where the very basics, you know, the sun rises yeah. in the east and sets in the yeah, west. That's kind helpful. Of the mm-hmm. right, that's so, helpful. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay. So when the sun sets, since I can see it from my apartment window, I, mm-hmm. I recognize that my my window is facing west. Yes, I do. See, that's that. a that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way to do it. And at night, you know, there there's the brightest star is the north star. I do remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you follow the north star, the only problem is mm-hmm. you can't see any of them because of all the lights down here. The north star <laughs> you can see. That's the only one you can see is really? the north star. Um, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless there's overcast. It's very bright. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if it's overcast, just sit tight. Yeah, Wait right. to the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you'll know where east and west is at least, right? <laughs> and yeah, usually that's and that's the way people do it. If you know where east and west is, mm-hmm. then you can orient for for north and south. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the theory. Yeah. Wow. So I always is it and never eat soggy waffles. Yeah, it's yeah. never eat soggy waffles. So if I'm facing north, east is going to be on my left. Isn't it? No, no it's it going to be on, on my right. right. Oh, yeah. my God. See? See, that's the thing. Do I go never eat soggy waffles from the left or never eat soggy waffles from the right? Dude, that's what I always forget. This is why I just stay right where I am. <laughs> oh, the, plane, the plane will take me where <laughs> I need to go. The plane will take you. Well, I... what if the plane crashes and you survive? What are you going to do then? 
and your phone's broken. Hey. <laughs> Just sit tight. They'll come get you. Yeah. I'll lose some weight because I can't <laughs> eat. I can't eat human flesh. I, I oh, you don't me. know yet. True. I don't yeah. want to find out either. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't either. I don't either. I had a, a friend tell me, Winter told me, he, t- he used to tell me all the time that uh, he didn't like raspberries because he assumed that that's what human flesh tastes like. And now every what? time I eat raspberries, I'm like, is it? Is it? <laughs> Maybe he's right. <laughs> what? That's Maybe a weird right. connection. I know, right? But he's like the texture. Everything <laughs> else is like. Raspberries <laughs> and human yeah. flesh. Yeah, he thought that that's possibly, he still thinks it. Because on Facebook one time, you know, one of the questions was, you know, what's a food you'll never eat? And he put raspberries. And then, of course, I replied to him saying, yeah, human flesh, right? And he's like, still, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Gross. I mean, if anything, it'd be closer to beef jerky than raspberries. I I don't know. I mean, you do you, but yeah. All right. (laughs) Interesting. What about all the seeds in the raspberries? Oh. Anyway. All right. Well, go ahead and tell us about the music. And we Uh, got to get going on this. Thanks, you guys, for listening to this episode of Off Kilter No Filter. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you enjoyed the uh, music at the beginning of this podcast, you listened to Square One, this time with the original lyrics. Mm And the music at the end of this podcast is Do I Belong Here, both from my debut album entitled Square One, yes. which you can find on any music streaming platform. Um, hopefully you, you enjoy it, listen to it, you dance your butt off. Mm-hmm. You can also find my music on another podcast. Um, the podcast is entitled Women Committing Crimes, which has started its second season and features the songs Forgive Me and Who. Yes. Um, that podcast is hosted by Miss Tammy Chase. It is very informative uh, and gives you a historical context of women who committed all types of crimes all across the world. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the, your album is is lovely. I walked again today, like I always do. I love to listen to it when I work out. I love to listen to it when I drive. It's got really good, really good beats to it. So you know you can work up a sweat to it really good. Um, I love that. And yeah, <laughs> women committing crimes. I did my job. Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah, season two came out right before season two of this one. So, you know, yeah, come join me at Women Committing Crimes. Um, wherever you get podcasts, same way with this. I do want to say, uh, please um, give us five stars uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. That really would promote our podcast and kind of put us to the front. We'd like it to, you know, gain some popularity and some listenership. Um, and if you decide not to give us five stars, give us some stars, just even if it's just one. Or if you don't even like it at all, just give us some feedback. We'd love to hear that uh, through Apple Podcasts, but also through uh, the email. <laughs> Why that word <laughs> escaped my brain? I have no idea. All right, so through our email, which is offkilternofilter at yahoo.com. No spaces and no no caps. Also, uh, where can they? Where else can they find us, Byron? You can also reach us on Facebook at Off Kilter No Filter Facebook group mm-hmm. and on Twitter at No Kilter. No kilter. That's right. The cool part... The cool part about the Facebook group as well as the our Twitter is that you can comment on each individual episode mm-hmm. right there. So that way we can see it almost immediately. Um, and then that way we can, you know, have a conversation with you right there. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too. If you do prefer it more private, 
that's where the email would come in really well. And we will read your email on the podcast unless, of course, you tell us not to. So if you want to remain anonymous and not us not use your name, please just make sure that you let us know that in the email. But again, this is a conversation we want everybody to to join. Um, and, you know, we'd love to hear from mm-hmm. you. That's all I have. So on that note, (laughs) we look forward to hearing from you guys. Stay safe and we'll see you on the next next episode. (laughs) Take care. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.